UGC. Outdated or essential? Cut through the noise and reveal the truth with our free ebook created in collaboration with VideoWise. Learn proven strategies to encourage customer reviews, leverage email marketing for sales, and boost conversion rate by 9.2%. Download the ebook for free at flowing.com/ugc. Today we're going to be talking about how to get through that post-holiday sales slump. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Floium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Floium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 73 of Email Einstein. Vera and Elisa here. As always, we are two email marketers at an email marketing agency called Floium. We are so passionate about email marketing. And because we love what we do, we want to share our insights with you. Floium is one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world. We specialize in providing a premium, full service e-commerce email marketing experience for all of our clients. Our service is tailored specifically for your business and is designed to help increase increase your online retail revenue. We deliver the right message to the right person at the right moment. That's what we're all about here at Floium. And today's episode is very, very special. Yeah. <laughs> our message is so good that sometimes we deliver it twice. <laughs> and that's exactly what's going to happen today in today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about how to get through that post-holiday sales slump. So right now, it's actually November 22nd. So like it's still three days until Black Friday and Cyber Monday craziness. For some of you, it's probably already started. But you guys, we have already prepared that episode about how to get through the post-holiday uh, sales slumps. In fact, we recorded it last year, but it was so good that we decided Had to, to talk it about it again. Um, so definitely, definitely listen to that podcast. I listened to it today. It was really good. A lot of cool strategies. So thank you again for being with us this year. We're almost done with this Black <laughs> Friday, Cyber Monday saga. <laughs> so one more episode to go. And you guys, I hope you, you enjoyed all of our little strategies and I hope they were helpful to you so enjoy start sending emails that generate revenue on autopilot our step-by-step -step course will show you how to create highly engaging email automations that can add up to 50 percent to your revenue check it out at flowing.com lc before we go there, instead of pro tip, we have something fun this week in the spirit of the holidays. Alisa, tell us about this. Vera and I are each going to share our favorite holiday tradition. So kind of the rules around what our holiday holiday tradition will look like is either something that we used to do when we were when we were younger growing up with our families or something that we've now done with our own families. Vera, I, I don't know if you want to start. If not, I'm more than happy to start off. I'll go first. Okay, because Perfect. Our holidays start sooner than your holidays in Northern America because I'm from Ukraine originally and we celebrate uh, St. Nicholas Day. For us, it's December 19th and that's actually when we get the gifts. And that's like my one of my favorite holiday traditions is when you're getting the gift, you are actually getting it under the pillow. So you're sleeping and wow. St. Nicholas and his angel helpers come and they leave you the, um, the gifts under the pillow. And they also put like a little um, like candy and, and stuff in your shoes as well. So every year 
on St. Nicholas Eve, you had to clean your shoes really nicely and put them by the door so St. Nicholas can leave you both gifts in your shoes and under the pillow. So I was so excited every year about this holiday. And honestly, I'm like, I'm 29 right now <laughs> and I've never catched the St. Nicholas. I've never, <laughs> I, I, I slept through the night all the time and I've never had an experience of meeting St. Nicholas. So that was my definitely favorite holiday holiday of the year and uh, we don't get Christmas gifts we get them for St. Nick so that's so cool yeah what was your uh, favorite holiday tradition so one of the things that we actually used to do growing up was on Christmas Eve well leading up to Christmas Eve so we used to get like an allowance growing up for my parents whether it was for like doing something good at school or like doing chores around the house or whatever it is so we would get a weekly allowance and then we were always encouraged to save that allowance and the reason why we would save it is because when it came around to like Christmas time we would go out shopping um, and we would go to like a toy store or like a typically a toy store because we were younger and what we would do with our allowance is we would have to buy gifts for someone who was like our age. So like if I was 12 years old at the time, I would buy gifts for a 12 year old girl. My sister, if she was six, she would buy gifts for a six year old girl. My brother, if he was seven, he would buy gifts for a seven year old boy. And what we would do is we would buy pretty much as many gifts as like what we wanted. So if there were five gifts on our Christmas list, we would buy five gifts for that other child who was our age. And then on Christmas Eve, what we would do is we would wrap all the gifts all together and then we would take them over to an orphanage, like a, a local Aww. orphanage and, and drop off the gifts at the orphanage. So that was always really, I think growing up, I didn't really like understand the impact of what my parents was, were trying to do. But now it's really changed like how I view Christmas. And for me, it's there is so much more joy and like giving and like being with people and celebrating versus like, this is what I want for Christmas, you know, that kind Kind of thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was one, that was a really cool tradition that we always had. And like, even if we traveled, so we lived in the Northeast of the U S and New Hampshire. And there were a couple of years that we came down to Florida now where we live <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> and we would still do the same thing. Like we'd always come a few days before Christmas, go, um, like toy shopping for the kids, wrap up the gifts and then find a local orphanage in the area where we were staying like close to our hotel and drop off the gifts and stuff. So it was, uh, always, always a fun way of like us spending time together as a family and like also like looking through the toy store and like window shopping and stuff for ourselves, but also avidly buying these gifts for these kids and then being able to drop it off and stuff. And we never actually met any of the the kids that we dropped off the gifts to. We would always try to do it anonymously as a family, like just drop them off mm -hmm. and, and go. But like, it was always kind of like a pat on the back feeling of like, Hey, you know, it's really cool to know that like, there's a kid who maybe doesn't necessarily have a family, but they're going to wake up and they're going to have something to look forward to on Christmas morning. Oh. So yeah, that was a, that Such was a beautiful a... tradition. <laughs> Do you think you will continue doing it with your kids? Yeah, I really want to. It's something that I've definitely spoken to my husband about quite a bit. And whether we do that exact thing or we do something similar along the lines to that, I'm not sure. I know like a lot of elementary schools, a lot of schools generally across the U.S., they'll have like a, Christ a, a giving tree that's mm -hmm. set up in their, in like the lobby of the school or whatever it is. 
is. And so it's a Christmas tree. And on the Christmas tree are all these little paper ornaments. And the ornaments will have like gender of the child, the age of the child, and like what, like one gift or one thing that they want. And so everyone could take the ornaments home if they wanted to. And then you would just have to bring back the gifts to the school and put them under the tree with the tag on it by a certain time period. So that's something that's pretty cool. We're very um, into like how can we help the local community, my husband and I? So I think we'll probably do kind of like a mix of all of those things around the holiday season. And long story short, we re- my family and I recently found out that we're Jewish. So now we celebrate Hanukkah. We don't necessarily do Christmas. So now it's like, okay, how do we mix the combo of like that holiday tradition that was more Christmas oriented and plug it into Hanukkah, which is what we do now. So uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to have to get creative, I think, <laughs> over the course of time. <laughs> That's yeah. interesting. It's, you will invent your own holiday, I guess. Yeah, right. I don't know if you ever watched. Yeah, your kid will be like that kid from Friends, right? <laughs> Ross's son. <laughs> yeah. They they had the Christmas armadillo. <laughs> Do you yeah. remember this? <laughs> episode <laughs> I ne- I never saw that episode but what I'm thinking of is um I don't know if you ever watched the OC where oh gosh so they they Adam celebrated Brody? Yeah, huh? I did. Yeah. Brody. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> but they used to celebrate Christmaka where it was a combo Christmaka, of Christmas yes. and, and Hanukkah because Adam Brody's dad in the in the series was Jewish, but his mom wasn't. So they used to do Christmas and Hanukkah. So maybe we'll end up celebrating Christmaka. Who knows? Christmaka. <laughs> Who knows? <Yes. laughs> oh, that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> By the way, do you know, I, I read this um, stats uh, lately. Do you know how much a American on average spent around Christmas time on gifts, holiday items, and other expenses. Oh my gosh! Like w- wild guess. Like I, I would guess American like person. like three thousand dollars or something like that. I don't know. I feel like Americans really go all out with that kind of stuff, especially if they have a lot of kids. Especially if they have a lot of kids. Well, actually, it's not uh, it's not that high, but okay. it's still like nine hundred ninety eight dollars, so almost a thousand dollars. Yeah. So and that's like an average American, which means that some are probably spending way more than that. Oh, some are spending less, but it's still a lot. We that's don't so spend much money like that much around <laughs> Christmas like in Europe I, I think it's a very like American American mm. tradition and hey it's good for us people in e-commerce right yeah um, <laughs> but January and February are often seen in e-commerce industry as like the deadliest month of the year as a time of sales slump right and that's like natural because after spending like so much money in the months of november and december some shoppers have the blues after receiving their credit card bills (laughs) and um yeah so january february will be some of the lowest spending months of the years uh for the average u.s consumers so guys you've got to prepare people Mm. in e-commerce you've got to prepare for for this time and the question the big question is how can you actually stay in touch with your audience and keep like motivating them to come back and spend some money again so here are our favorite easy strategies that you can utilize in the off season to keep your sales up after the holidays Mm. and the first one is a big one (laughs) we call it the new year new you campaigns oh my gosh yeah i know it's like many people and i'm certainly one of them like to start the new year with a clean slate mentality yeah for sure 
every year I'm doing this like new year resolution. I'm like preparing <laughs> myself for the new year, new me status in Facebook and stuff like that. And um, lots of your friends will probably make a pledge to get healthier, to focus on their career, to lose some weight or sp- start spending less on Uber Eats. I might be talking <laughs> about myself. <laughs> so uh, by the way, here's another fun stat. Alisa, guess what are the most popular New Year resolutions? I I literally have like the list of the most popular New Year resolutions for people. Like, what would you guess the, the biggest so, one? So for sure, lose weight, like 100% lose weight. And I think so this is my, me kind of tagging on to like what people were like all about last year. But last year, there was like this craze of like drink, drink a glass of celery juice every morning. <laughs> so like, <laughs> usually something along that where it's like, I'm gonna lose 500 pounds and have six pack abs in time for March so that I can go on spring vacation or whatever it is. But then it's also like, I'm also gonna eat 500 pounds of vegetables every day. And that's it. <laughs> that's usually yeah. like usually somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you're done with your new year, new year's resolutions by January the 3rd. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it works. Well, yeah. actually the most popular one is uh, save more and spend less. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's really some, interesting. Yeah, I, I I thought that losing weight will be among the top two, but actually the second one is pay down debts. And the third one is uh, live a, hel- live a hel- healthier lifestyle or lose weight. So that's actually wow. the... That's the third? Yeah, I, I was actually, I was, I was surprised too. I yeah. thought that losing weight would be like the number one because it's been number one for me for as long as I can yeah. remember myself. Yeah. And it's so stupid. I, I don't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> So it's the same for me where it's like, I'm going to wake up at 6am. I'm going to work out for three hours and then I'm going to go to work oh, yeah. and then I'm going to eat celery. Yes. And it's, that's like always how it is. And then by like mm-hmm. January 2nd, I'm like, I'm going to wake up at nine o'clock and roll into work and uh, maybe <laughs> have a Snickers bar at lunch. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> and actually, I mean, those new year, new me resolutions, they might be funny, but Hey, you can use this trend in your your email marketing, and you should definitely use it. Creating a new year, new me kind of shoppers are definitely helping those people. It's definitely important. Mm. You don't want to be ignoring this past holiday season, this group of people. And in fact, there are a bunch of industries that see a surge in sales thanks to New Year's resolution. So athletic um, and apparel and accessories, accessories. So this is like the big one. Health and wellness products. So if you are in the supplement industry or you are selling um, I don't know, like the programs for workout or workout equipment, you will probably see a surge in sales thanks to New Year's resolutions. Reading, learning, um, self-improvement, getting organized. So if you're selling something for like house organization or some sort of planners, be prepared that um, January and February might not actually be your slowest months. Mm. And this is an opportunity for you to talk about the benefits of what you have in the store of benefits of those products and how you can make 2021 simpler for them, easier for them and overall better. If you pair this new year, new me with like discount, believe me, 
you will hit the sweet spot for your shoppers and people who have this new year, new me mentality. They are definitely ready to spend Mm -hmm. if you provide them the offer that will help them to get better in 2021. And um, also another thing, anything new actually sells in January. If you are selling some, I don't know, like a new variation of a supplement, new product or whatever, Believe me, it will sell good in January. So January is the month of new beginnings. So don't ignore it. Definitely capitalize on that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And it's true. If you're like in the fitness kind of healthy health industry, like health food or whatever, this does not apply to you. Because it's like, you're going to be booming in January, for sure. January, February timeframe. Yeah, but just don't don't be quiet on the months of January. Yeah. I, I, I think that some sellers and some e-commerce business owners, they feel guilty after January, after December and November mm-hmm. for like emailing people so much. But hey, don't be quiet in the months of January. Don't leave your customers hanging. They want to hear from you. That's mm-hmm. why they subscribe to receive your emails. Just give them that like extra support, help them start this new year from like a, with a clean slate sort of mentality. Mm. So don't, don't be quiet, keep emailing them, but maybe (laughs) change the tone of your emails a bit. Yeah, for sure. I'm on board with that. So for number two, I feel like a lot of you who are listening are going to be like, what are you talking about? Our second suggestion is to actually start another sale. Um, (laughs) As an an e-commerce business owner, you're probably like, another sale? Are you kidding? But and even when I was uh, when I've been working with my clients recently and providing this suggestion, as we get closer to the month of January, they look at me like I have three heads like, what are you talking about? We just had Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I just provided (laughs) the biggest sale ever. I'm doing all these sales in in December. Like, what do you mean? So the thing is, is January is a month that is full of opportunities if you understand and know how to capitalize on these hidden opportunities. So here are some ideas around what we mean by starting another sale that we truly believe won't break the bank or crush your business in a typically slower e-commerce season. So the first is a winter clearance sale. So let's face it, once the holidays are over, everyone is already looking forward to the spring, working on their beach bodies, ready for the newness of the year. People are already looking ahead to all the things that are coming in the year and not really focusing on what's going on in January, January, which is winter blues, pretty poor weather, that kind of thing. And it's likely that your business is also feeling the same way. January is a really solid time to kind of regroup and think about the goals that you want to achieve as a business for the for the course of the year. So your winter clearance sale will actually give your brand an opportunity to get rid of your winter inventory and label it as a clearance sale. And I know as a consumer, personally, I love a good clearance sale. Um, anything that's clearance, I'm like, yep, let me scoop that right up because I know I'm getting a really good deal on it. And the best part is, is you're also able to tag a final sale label on these clearance items. So it protects your Mm -hmm. business from processing and issuing multiple refunds in the future and also taking back that inventory. So when you do do these winter clearance sales, just make sure that you let your customers know, hey, listen, this is a final sale item. Once you purchase it, that's it. You can't place a refund. You can't send it back. You can't exchange it like it is what it is. Um, And that's what kind of helps. That's actually a good one. That's actually a good one because January is known for having one of the highest refunds and refunds. 
returns. Um, yeah. Because people are returning their like gifts and everything. So having something like this can help you a lot. For sure. And I, I mean, I would imagine it's because people get those credit card bills and they're like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. this is not happening. So just make sure that you protect your business by also doing that kind of final sale idea when it comes to your winter clearance. If you have winter inventory, if that kind of thing applies. Another idea is free gift with your purchase. So honestly, I don't know anyone who does not love free stuff. And if you don't know it yet, now you know, freebies are always, always, always winners. And again, this is also another great way to get rid of minor inventory items that you know won't necessarily be able to sell easily. So for example, like if you have like these like branded hair scrunchies or like something small like that or whatever it is, or like these tote bags or anything, you can tag that into a purchase. Hey, when you make a purchase, you get a free X or whatever it is. And even though it's not necessarily like, wow, I get a free diamond ring, (laughs) you know, it's still... It's still a freebie and that incentivizes people to make the purchase. I think one of our clients, but it was more for holidays, but Mm. they did the free wrapping paper. With, uh, every with every purchase yeah so you can uh, actually like wrap your gift nicely in the branded paper and the pre- paper was super pretty by the way it was i think it was Roosevelt yep. and we had um uh, the podcast with those guys yeah um before so go, go back and listen the podcast is really good and that's an excellent idea Yeah. No, I I love it. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like the freebie doesn't have to be a a specific like holding tangible item like here, you're going to get a pen with your purchase. It could be some like kind of added value, you know, like, hey, when you make this purchase, you'll get $50 off your next purchase that you make or whatever it is, something along those lines where you're still providing a freebie, some kind of incentive with that purchase. So yeah, I I love that. The wrapping paper idea. I saw that when they sent out their campaign and I was like, wow, that is genius because people don't like rapping. So that and makes sense. one of my clients is doing the free access to his course. So he's doing both like um, exactly the physical process, uh, product and he's doing the online course. So it doesn't even have to be anything physical, just like yeah. you, you mentioned, Alyssa. It can be like access to the course or yeah. some free PDF about the 10 ways to clean your cat. I don't know. I obviously I don't have a <laughs> pet. <laughs> so I, I obviously don't have the pet. So maybe that wasn't the best example. But you, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be something like tangible. Yeah. Get get creative. People love free stuff. Yeah. No, for sure. The 10 ways to clean your cat. Well, I have to look that up on Google later and see if that is even a thing. I don't think so. I don't have a cat. I personally don't like cats, but that's really funny. <laughs> Okay, so Alyssa, now just like 50% of our listeners unsubscribe from our Yeah, I know, right? Sorry. Podcast, no, just no. <laughs> no offense to anyone who does, who does love cats. <laughs> Nothing against you. No judgment. I'm just not a cat lover myself. <laughs> So the other option is also to create these bulk buy discounts. So for me personally, this isn't one I have a huge amount of experience with, but there is a possibility for you to actually win with your bulk purchases. So I've actually seen a lot of brands that I've personally subscribed to, like other brands that I like to shop with in the e-commerce world, create like a bulk buy package for the holidays. And it's definitely a very quick and easy way for you to increase your um, average order value per customer, again, without breaking the bank and also providing a smaller level discount 
even though the customer is purchasing at a much higher value than what they normally would. So with these bulk buys, you can also tack on the free shipping trick, which also work, which works really well. And consumers love that. But just make sure that when you do that free shipping, it only applies to either the bulk buy item or like bulk buy SKU that you have internally or a certain minimum purchased amount. So if you have a bulk buy package of... So like one example that I can think of like right off the top of my head is this brand that sells bras, <laughs> for, for example, not a personal client, just a brand that I like to look at their stuff on, on the e-commerce in the e-commerce world. And they just created like this bulk buy discount for anyone who purchases three bras or more. And the discount seemingly for us as consumers looks really, really, really good and very incentivizing. So because it's so inexpensive in comparison to buying three of those bras individually. And also when you bulk buy, those bras, then you also get a discount or free shipping rather. So like that's a, that's a really smart way to get me as the consumer to spend way more money on three bras than I would on just purchasing one. But then I also get the free shipping and I'm getting the discount. And so it looks like there are way more pros for the consumer than there are for the brand. But in essence, they're just going to get more money out of me. So that's another option as well. If you have that capability in the, the room in your inventory, essentially. And then the last one, we'll dive into this a lot deeper later in the episode. And we've talked about it previously in episode 22. But the the other option for you in the month of January is to make sure that you're incentivizing your loyalty program. Again, we've talked about this before. We'll keep talking about it forever. It's so important to incentivize your new customers and your loyal customers to either become loyal or remain loyal. Perks, 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 perks. That's what everyone is constantly looking for. And the competition for actual products is fierce within the industry that we work in. And sometimes it's not enough for you as a brand to just provide the highest quality product on the market. People want to know what else they're going to get or what else is in store for them by making a purchase with you specifically. So once a customer buys from you, you want to invite them into your loyalty program, especially if they're first time buyers, because this is a really good way to kind of hook them in. And this is a huge missed opportunity for so many business owners. So please don't be that guy. (laughs) And we'll talk about this a little more later on in the episode. Cool. So the another really good way to move your inventory or inventory as a product bundles. And product bundles are in a way are similar to bulk buy discounts. But in this case, this is how it works. So what are uh, those bundles? Well, to put it simply, product bundling involves like combining several different products into a package with a reduced price. So in this case, like in the case with a bulk buy discount, it most of the times is either like the same product or a similar product. Well, in this case with product bundles, it doesn't have to be like the same product. You can bundle your best seller and, and in, and some products that you need to move around. And the biggest perk of bundles is actually the potential of a great average order value. So in other words, your customers spend more money each time they buy. And that's, that's a big one. That's the big goal for all of us in e-commerce. Your shoppers are encouraged to spend more in order to save more. Now, that might uh, mean that your margins will be a bit smaller. Yes. But at the same time, the increase in sales should make up for that. And besides, you will be saving yourself a bunch of money on transactional costs because instead of like sending one $30 item and paying 
paying for for shipping, you will be sending the package with the average order value, say like a hundred bucks, and you're paying the same amount for shipping. And bundles are especially great when you're trying to sell a slow moving stock. So say if you have some products nearing the end, they are shelf life, or maybe they are just like there and collecting too much dust uh, in your warehouse. You can actually put them together and bundle them with one of your popular items. So who knows, maybe you can generate enough interest in the future to turn that slow mover into uh, like a hot product. That's actually what we did with one of my clients. They do this thing called secret bundle. So the, my customer is selling the compression socks. By the way, they are super cute. Um, the brand is called Primes. Uh, so go and check them out. Super cute compression socks. And uh, what we did, we actually put some of the best sellers and some inventory that need to be moved around into one package bundle. But the customers actually don't know what are they getting. So they know that they will get like this kind of socks, but they don't know what color of the socks they will get. So it's a secret bundle. And at first I was a bit skeptical, to be honest, about this idea, because I mean, why would you purchase something that you don't know um, like about, that you don't know what you will get? But actually, it turned out so well. This is one of our best sellers right now. And um, they are combining one of their best selling colors with one that is okay. And the third one that is a slow mover. So that's actually a big one. And uh, yeah, and you can actually increase the awareness for the new product as well. So going back to that new you, new year, new me or new you topic, <laughs> if you like recently launched a new product or introduced a brand into your store, why not combining it with one of your best sellers? You can create a product bundle with a similar or complementary item that's proven to be popular with your customers base. And I know for sure that Sephora does it. Mm. So like every time I place an order, they send me like a little freebie with their new products and and uh, this way, oh my goodness, they introduced me to so many like products that I returned and buy those products from them just because they send me this like free sample. And it's not even a sample. They just like sending you the miniature version. So it's bigger than sample, but smaller than the regular size. So that's actually an excellent way to increase awareness for a new product. And um, we've done it as well with my other clients. So we've combined two of their best sellers with a new product. Product and we are selling this bundle for less. So basically, people are saving money in the way, but their check is is higher. So we only need to pay the shipping costs. Oh, once. awesome! So that's that's like a good good strategy that you guys can can use in January and February, and like generally, that's a, an excellent an excellent strategy. Yeah, I love that. I also need to get those compression socks for my increasingly swelling pregnant feet. <laughs> 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 My favorite ones are the compression socks with watermelon. I'll, I'll send you the link. Oh yeah, send it to me. That is cute. Yeah, they're super cute. Super yeah, cute. I need I need to grab some of those. They're my, actually uh... they're actually like targeting um, pregnant women. And... Are they? And, and moms, yeah, and people with like swollen uh, ankles, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, here she is, right here, <laughs> Miss Miss Swole. <laughs> I can get you a discount, Alisa. Ooh, I love it, I love it. Perks of Floium, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love the bundle idea. I've used that a lot with my clients for even this holiday season, where it's like, hey, let's create a holiday bundle where you're providing way more products, 
within a, a much seemingly a much lesser price. And it's actually been working really, really well. It's a little more work on the client's part because they actually mm-hmm. have to create the bundle, but and, and like put it together and ship it, etc. But it's been helpful because uh, a lot of my clients have been moving inventory that's not really going anywhere. But then also they've been able to promote their newest products with it too. Mm-hmm. So it's been a, it's been a, a twofer. That's uh that's been really helpful and successful as well with their customer base. So our last post-holiday marketing strategy, and we're going to go back to uh, a topic that I kind of touched on when when I was originally speaking about strategy number two with the starting another sale is um, rewarding your loyal customers. So again, we spoke about this in episode 22 when we were talking about reward programs that you can add on to your e-commerce experience. And I think the ones that we mentioned were like smile.io, there's swell, there are tons out on the market, but those were the two main ones that we kind of spoke about. But because it's so relevant here, we're going to just touch on it again. So for 2021, we actually have a little bit of a challenge for all of you listening listeners out there. We are challenging all of the e-commerce brands that do actually uh, listen to our podcast to implement a loyalty program if you haven't already. We really, really believe in the benefits of these programs. There is so much that can be gained from them. And if you already have a loyalty program in place, we challenge you to up your perk game next month in January and provide something really exciting for your loyal customers that are already part of the program. So whether it's free shipping for Q1 or a bounce back offer that will give these customers a ridiculous promotion on brand new spring inventory, You can also do exclusive access to a brand new product launch before it even makes an appearance on your website. With regards to the perks that you can provide and upping your perk game, the opportunities are pretty endless, but we definitely recommend upping that game for January um, just so you can avoid the slump. So if inputting another sale isn't really possible or the new year new you doesn't necessarily match your brand or it's difficult for you guys to create a bundle or whatever it is, go the loyalty program route because it will be super beneficial. Beneficial. And the thing to really note is the gesture or any gesture that you make with your customers at the very start of the new year, whether they're loyal and uh, repeat customers or brand new customers, it will having last it will have a lasting impression and impact on your customers for the months to come. And the thing is, is like, in essence, and we actually just had a call about this internally about um, wrapping up kind of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and like what went well, where we have opportunities for next year. This holiday season is the biggest time for us as e-commerce companies and and for us working with e-commerce companies. So it's always important, even though we're kind of like, okay, Black Friday is over. don't want to think about it anymore. We don't want to think about next year either. It's so important that every step that you take from January until September, essentially, is a step in the right direction towards gearing up and preparing for another successful Black Friday, Cyber Monday year. So when you do these really impactful, like engaging, kind of incentivizing actions or gestures towards your customers at the very start of the year, you already start to build that trust. So then that way, when it comes down to October, November, December timeframe, they're going to be turning towards you first when it comes to all of their big shopping at the the end of the year. So just make sure that you have that in mind. And as you start into into next year and think about what you would want as a customer and uh, go for it because you want to make your customers happy throughout the course of the year. So then that way you can you can trust that they will be there for you when you when your sales are depending on it in the holiday season. So that's what we got for you today. 
Guys, as always, thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. If you like what we do, make sure that you leave us a review so you can get your free pair of Floium socks. So once you do leave your review, best thing to do is take a screenshot of that review and then head on over to floium.com slash socks. In there, you can plug in that screenshot, plug in your information, and we will send you your very own pair of Floium socks. Vera just got hers in the mail today. And I got she mine. Is- few months later because i'm in she's Canada, impressed right? impressed with the quality <laughs> the quality impressed. is amazing it's like a compression kind of socks i love them i love uh, them my husband loves them he he tried to steal them from me i'm like uh-uh-uh, leave the review first <laughs> so yeah yeah guys leave it. the review and get your pair of pretty pretty volume socks and come back next week because next week we'll be talking about four simple ways to turn your seasonal shoppers into repeat customers because we all have those guys who only come once a year, use your biggest discount, and then you never hear from them for like a year. Well, guess what? You can actually turn them into your fans, into your repeat customers. So come back next Tuesday. We have something cool in stock for you. Yay. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to claim your free ebook and learn how to drive conversions with UGC in 2024. From fresh ways to use UGC on your website to revenue pooling email strategy. Discover actionable insights to master your UGC game in 2024. Stop missing out. Go to flowroom.com slash UGC and download this ebook for free.